0: Please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading this book will make you dangerous. And now, let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach Trip Lemire. Are you ignoring a deeper calling because you need to be successful? Are you spread too thin, struggling to keep all of those balls in the air? And what drives so many of us to spend our lives chasing wealth and status? You probably know Adrian Grenier as Vincent Chase from the hit TV series Entourage. And while Chase's life was a fantasy, Adrian's life behind the scenes had its share of ups and downs. And today, we dive into his insatiable need to prove himself, the event that kicked his ass, and the way that he's redefined himself since. Well, so most of us know you as Vincent Chase. You know, for years, that was where you came into our living rooms or on our screens, and we got to know you as this guy living this idealistic lifestyle Fame, fortune, women, buddies, great, you know, all, all of the good stuff. Uh, I'm curious how much of, you know, if, if we're kind of going to start from there, how much of that was parallel to the life you were living at that time? Was it a real contrast or was it like, no, I was living in Hollywood and then there was some of that going on
1: too. I mean, it's a fantasy, you know, the entourage lifestyle it does not exa- exist in real life, there are consequences. In real life, there are hangovers. <laughs> and in, in real life, um, you, you know, you can't get away with the kind of things that the guys were on the show. So, yeah, you know, the, the show is um, is a half-hour comedy fantasy that is, you know, based in wish fulfillment, consumerism, indulgence, all the things. Right. Does, that, does that stuff exist? I mean, to some degree, sure. Um, and unfortunately, I think it inspired a lot of people to live or attempt to live that lifestyle, which, you know, it has a dead end. There's a dead end to that that pursuit.
0: And so, you know, the stuff that we're going to touch on a little later about your work with environmental stuff, uh, you know, the, the human flourishing, all the, the, the well-being stuff. Was any of that stirring for you when you were... You know in the trailer getting ready to go on the set and, and film entourage or when did when did some of these deeper values and virtues and interests start to start to percolate for you?
1: Yeah it's always been rooted deeply in, in like my identity and who I am it's whether or not I was ignoring it. <laughs> um and sometimes out of convenience uh you know you do you ignore your higher calling your, your deeper purpose um for acceptance for a quick fix or a, a, an indulgence of the moment, and um, and the more society is rewarding you to ignore your your purpose and keep feeding its agenda, um, you know the, the the harder it is to get back into alignment. So yeah, I th- I think I did get off track for after after twenty years in the business, um, and. You know the accumulation lifestyle, the focus on um, collecting the, those nuts. You know, like a little squirrel. You know, you realize at a certain point, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm you know, too much too much stuff, and it's it's consuming me at that point.
0: You know the, this resisting the call. Joseph Campbell talks about this in the hero's journey, right? It, it creates a drain. Everybody's got a, a, a version of that. What was your version of that tension or that, that that kind of thing in your ear, that mosquito in your ear, saying, "You know, you're 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 out of alignment. There's some there's something else here for you to do." Could you remember what that was like for you?
1: Yeah, in many ways, it's it's not unlike when you're dead asleep and the alarm is going off, and you. Your subconscious mind incorporates it into the dream and it's like blaring and you're still <laughs> just like deciding to sleep, you know? So um I I was starting to recognize that something was amidst, you know, something was off, you know, almost almost neo-esque, you know, like a little glitch in the matrix, you're know? like you know where am i i started to feel this mounting dread like what something is just doesn't feel right and also just logically speaking i couldn't imagine how i could be living the best life ever with no issues no problems and it was continuing to get better and better and i was like that i you know i look around me and people are are, are struggling and suffering and and i just didn't have any any of that. And I think it was partly because I was in a state of delusion. <laughs> I was not really seen. Uh, I was, you know, floating above reality on some level, just, um, you know, in a constant escape. Um, so part, part of coming back to center, I had to like get back into my body and ground myself and feel all the things that I'd been avoiding all the emotion, all the, all the, the trauma, childhood trauma, pain, suffering, and get, get, get back into, you know, get clean so that I could feel again, so that I could wake up and, um, start to reconnect with that. What is, you know, that deeper purpose. So let's come back to
0: that because I think a lot of us would love to be able to schedule that. He's like, you know, next year when I finish this project, that's when I'm going to, go through my process. I'm going to plan this out. There's going to be a right time. I want to be able to control that. Was there an element of that for you? Or was it just one of those things where you turned around and somebody kicked you down the stairwell?
1: Right. You want to schedule the cesarean, you know, (laughs) just like in and out and get that tummy tuck. And then,
0: um, no big deal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in many ways it is a birthing process. You're birthing yourself and there's no easy way to go through that and nor should there be, Uh, uh, you know, have yourself a natural birth. And and it's never the perfect time, you know, it's always going to be inconvenient. (laughs) Um, But can you afford not to? That's, that's the question, you know, you say, Oh, I can't afford it. Well, maybe you can't afford it financially, but can you afford it spiritually? And the answer is always no. Because if you don't deal with it in this moment, now in this life, you have to deal with it eventually. And it, the, the challenge of it just keeps mounting, you know, it's, um, I, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, it's like doing the dishes. <laughs> if I can do the dishes. Otherwise they're going to pile up right. and then you gotta, and then it's a, then it's a worse pain in the ass and then you get roaches and then, you know, other issues mount. Yeah.
0: Well, there was a version of this happening in my life years ago. It was, I was, outrunning the tiger and I just knew at one point the tiger was going to get me and there was an, it was just a sweet surrender. It wasn't sweet at the time, but it just felt good to like, I don't have to outrun this thing anymore. Mm. And but at the, before that moment, there was a thing, I can't, this is going to obliterate me. This is going to ruin my career. This is going to, I'm not, my, my friends. Like there was this thing of like, everything felt like it was going to be destroyed in your world. Did you see like, okay, cool. I think I can make this work and not lose my career or not like you were doing this bartering process and, and maybe I can see. Cause I remember for me, it was like, this is just going to blow it all up. I, I don't know how I'm going to put all the pieces back together again. Or did you, how was it for you?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I had a, a couple of big disappointments that, you know, were real indications that something was wrong. Something was off, you know, and and I just ignored them. <laughs> I just pretended them away.
0: Like what? Can you give us a sense of what that was?
1: I was so over leveraged. I mean, I was spread thin. So I had so many deals going on. I was a mini-mogul in the music industry. And then I fancied myself also a real estate mogul. And I was directing films and I was acting in them and 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 starting businesses. Um, and yeah, I, I at first I was having some success and I was doing well. But then as I started to, you know, take my eyes off the balls, all of them, because you know you I'm one person. Um, Yeah, I started losing deals and losing businesses, and things weren't working. They just were, you know, not flying. They weren't taking off. So, um, you know, I I just kept pretend, and and especially when you're in acting, you know, and and we all think I think we all have a certain taste of what it's like to project and put forth and image of success and, you know, fake it till you make it. And I, and I just continued to do that, um, you know, through social media and through my, my, my fame is just, you know, yeah, everything's great. And all the things that I say, I'm going to do, I'm doing and, and thinking somewhere in the back of my mind, I got to salvage this. I got to get this back together. Um, and just, believing that, you know, like Finn says, it'll all work out, you know, <laughs> it'll right. always work out. You know, the, he always gets the movie in the end. Um, yeah. And I eventually, I just, I just wanted to be done with that, you know, that, you know, that cycle.
0: Yeah. Was it a need to prove? Was it I uh, I don't want to miss out. I've got a, Like, what was everybody's got their poison, right? So what was the thing for you that, that led you to like, I'll just keep taking on more and more and more.
1: Well I mean now that I know myself a little bit better i I you know I, I my core wound is abandonment and I wanted to be accepted. I wanted people to to like me and want me you know and um, so in this society, it seems that the only way people will want you or respect you is if you're rich famous uh, or version of those things so um for me it was feeling powerful and feeling uh secure as as like a you know whatever that whatever i thought was a man Hmm. because i'd never gone through that rite of passage to grow up and become a man so i was just basically playing adult you know adulting and pretending to be powerful. Um, but I was just, you know, I mean, I was just really scared. I mean, ultimately, you know, yeah.
0: This is what I do to be enough. This is what I do to be loved. You know, how how am I doing? And it will never fill up that hole because it's not really love that's coming back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And I, and I thought that I was killing it. I was like, wow, I'm, I am loved and I'm awesome. And I'm all these things. You know, and and I, you know, I, I can almost convince myself, you know, it's like, and convince a lot of people along the way mm-hmm. uh, who were willing to, um, to indulge me and then indulge themselves in that, you know, so, um, you know, after I sort of woke up, if you will, yeah, I looked back over time and I started to realize how many People were complicit in that fantasy. Were um, you know sort of mutually supporting the escape trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, and and you know now now that now the people I, I roll with are a lot more grounded and. It's it's a lot less fun because you know, they'll tell you like it is. <laughs> <laughs> a little more grown
0: up, right? Actually, <laughs> right, right.
1: Um, they'll call you on your bullshit. Um, but I, I feel like we're we're now building something of true substance, mm-hmm. you know, and, and true meaning.
0: What was that wake up? You said you motioned that there was a wake up. Was what was that event?
1: Um, I. Well, the inciting incident, if you will, uh, the rock bottom for me was losing my partner, who I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. And I mean, frankly, she dumped my ass. And, um, and I <laughs> it was just like the cognitive dissonance of like, you're leaving me? when I'm all of these things that I've made myself believe that I am and made the world believe that I am, you're going to leave this guy. (laughs) Like you must have a problem. Right. And then there I was all by myself without what I really wanted. You know, that was like the deeper calling inside of me. You want to have a partnership. You want to have a family. And I wasn't connected to that, but it kept, you know, that alarm was going off and then uh, so after I finally started to really consider it, I was like, Oh, she, she, she's right. She, hmm. she sees me more honestly than I was seeing myself. So that was my rock bottom. And that was, you know, that was, she was the angel that came down and bitch slapped me.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And I could see where that could happen and it was like, "Well, I'll change for her. I'll change to win her back." But I don't get that that was the sense of what was the root of your change. How did you make it kind of shift back and do it for yourself then?
1: Well, no, I was I was oh, I was doing the song and dance so that she could get me back. <laughs> I'm, like I so I could get we her change. <laughs> right, right. But God bless her, she was like bullshit. <laughs> she saw right through it, you know, and as women are really good at, you know, she was just like, oh yeah, let me see if I can push poke holes in this. And it was just like Swiss cheese, you know, just easy. Uh, and she held strong and she did not allow she didn't reward any of my bullshit. And I had to really change for her to to you know to buy it, to believe it. And and I, you know, it took me a lot longer than just a Costume change, you know. I had to actually fully transform, you know, metamorphosize from the inside out, and mm-hmm. that that was painful, and it sucked, and it was lonely and scary, and I did have to lose myself, my identity, what I was attached to. I, I had to let go of and shed the, the fame, the wealth, the, the houses, the identities. Um long process.
0: Yeah. And when you say long, how, what are we talking about? How, what, how long was that phase for you?
1: It was about a two year process. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and then every time you're like, Oh yeah, now I've really changed. So you're just like, wait, there's just one little <laughs> more thing that you didn't you forgot. This. So you, right. <laughs> and it's like, you have to fully, if you don't fully totally absolutely change there's going to be tendencies or habits that will that will subsist and then we'll start to pull you back into old old mindsets mm-hmm. yeah so it's a full death like an absolute annihilation of self yeah and you know in only one that's totally totally done entirely when you're dead 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 <laughs> then you can start to reemerge.
0: Yeah. And so coming out of that, that period was there, you know, for me and, and some of the guys that I've worked with, there's a sense of like, what now, what it's kind of a scorched earth thing. It's like, where do I find that next thing? And it's like listening for the, even the slightest hint of a song or a bell or something to move towards. What was that for you? What did you start to, Or what, yeah, how did you start to find your way from that place?
1: Hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, what I did was I I started to work a lot in the earth. Um, I went to a, a psychic and she basically said, you need to ground yourself. You're totally ungrounded. I was like, what are you talking about? I have an ocean organization. I do, you know, charity work. She's like, she's like, not ocean, not water, like soil, get in the ground. You you do it. Don't like hire someone to do it. Don't it's not an external thing that you're gonna go out and you know be humble, but you're gonna actually get on your hands and knees and be humble. Hmm. And I took that advice and then I started a community garden and I spent Every day, just working in in the earth, and so I started building off of that. Really, um, that was that was home base. I was like, okay, I this I know is good, and and I started to feel the benefits within my spirit and um, just feeling, you know, like this is this is where I need to be. This feels good. If and it's un, it was undeniable that I, I was safe there. And, and so I just extrapolated from there. I'm like, okay, Earth, good. <laughs> Make food, <laughs> like fresh food, eat the food, it's good for me. Uh, and work and, and being able to tap into that masculine part of myself that wanted to, to, to build and create and to use my body. And and you know, growing up in New York, just totally detached from my body and you know, disconnected from the earth, walking on concrete with buildings, no no sky, and just oh, just such a relief as a man to to do that work. And it was so simple. It was so simple, but also challenging. And you know. Uh, yeah I mean, all the all the creative parts of me were were sparked too, because I mean to, to create it's a creative process to to grow food. and mm-hmm. and it's challenges that you know my masculine self wants to figure out and what what can I build and, and use my hands to build. So it was really firing all of the layers of my masculinity. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm gonna keep doing this. So all of the playtime and the movies and the abstraction of building businesses and being a CEO, and, and you know, I, like all, all of those fantasies sort of were put aside for this, this effort.
0: Yeah, I, I just I love that story. I hear versions of this over and over again, which is in our minds, There's the theory, this is what I need to fill me up. This is what's going to have me feel fulfilled and it's going to be all the businesses and the fame and the money and all the attention, et cetera, et cetera, which is a far cry from the actual experience that you're describing. Where do I actually feel alive? Where do I actually feel at peace? Where do I actually feel grounded? It's when I'm on my hands and knees and I'm digging in the fucking earth and this is where I feel alive and it sounds crazy to that part of us that has mm-hmm. identified the theories and we'll spend our whole lives chasing those theories without ever really testing the experience. Mm-hmm. The experience isn't there that you're talking about. And we're willing to go into that, that craziness, that craziness seems dangerous to that egoic self identity, that, that image that we have for ourselves. And, but I love how you have gone down this road. And I imagine if somebody came to you and said, you know, in a few years, you're going to be, you're going to find your biggest happiness crawling around in a garden. You're, you thought it would you be, it was crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it's a sense of belonging, right? We and, and that's what I was, I mean, that's something that a lot of us, especially these days, lack that sense of belonging. And we think that belonging is something that we can take. Mm-hmm. It's really allowing ourselves to be nested, to be held, to be placed within, you know, a, giving yourself to something, you yeah. know? and um
0: which is scary if you've been abandoned if you've got that going on it's like i'm not going to let you hold me cuz you could leave me mm-hmm, that, that comes out right. for me yeah yeah
1: oh yeah 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 so but best to just you know play it safe um uh, yeah it's just it feels good to, to to surrender
0: yeah yeah not easy not easy no, no. so okay so you you're in the gardening phase and, and finding yourself, grounding yourself in that phase, but there's more creativity to, or w- kind of walk us through that. How did you, what was the process as you, as you started to go from that very, very simple grounding to, okay, now what?
1: Well, at the time when I was questioning everything, uh, I, I, you know, my habits, my patterns, what I thought I knew I was, what I thought I knew the world looked like. Because I was like, well, I you know I got that wrong pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty badly. Got that wrong, and um, and so it, it because everything was broken open. It I had permission to question everything, um, and and totally reinvent my worldview. Um, so I, I got I let go of a lot of politics, a lot of social identities, and. And 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 got back into philosophy. Like what, what, what is life? Who are we? What are we doing here? Just like the exist, basic existential questions. And that really was exciting. It was a learning period for me, discovering new philosophers and new ideas about beingness and you know, where we're headed as a society and locking into a new perspective, a new Orienting myself into a higher order of thinking so that now I know why I'm here and what I'm doing and what I'm trying to actually accomplish with what community, yeah, you know, with mm-hmm. the people that now are, you know, starting to let go of the old paradigm of consumption and then, you know, step into a new identity, a new collective identity of. You know how we're going to create a world that is res- resilient, and, um, and and truly equitable and and deeply fulfilling, not all the superficial, con- you know, consumerism and materialism that you know has sort of dominated the past, however long. Right. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, it it seems that there was there was a process where it'd be easy to, to create a duality before and after that event, right? That awakening, as you call it. So it's like, uh, you know, before that all bad after that all good. So I don't integrate anything that happened before mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I hear you saying I'm questioning everything now, right? It's like, wait a second. That led me down the path where I got my ass kicked. I don't know if I want to do that again. How did you start to reintegrate some of the things? Cause you're acting, you are doing investing. You are doing some of the things that you, that were in your life before. What's the relationship now?
1: Oh, yeah, I think it's it, it's extremely important to um, integrate and embrace, uh, you know, those layers of you that you, you know, it, it, to just like demonize, it was bad, and therefore I must shame and reject that aspect of myself, um, I think is, it, it creates other problems. Um so, yeah, I, I had to also go back and honor the, the parts of myself that were potentially, you know, embarrassing or shameful or destructive. And, um, and, and, and partly to own it, to acknowledge it and be honest about, you know, my behaviors and my tendencies. And then, and then also to, to recognize that that was a part of an important part of my growth. Um, and so that way you can be whole, not, you know, not just latching on to, to new, uh, you know, um, fantasies of, of, of self, but to recognize the full range of, you know, um, and so I was working a lot in my, I was like wrestling with this idea of money itself. Like what, why did I believe? And You know, looking around, you you it's pretty easy to to know why. But I was, why do I feel like I need all this money? What where's this sense of scarcity coming from? Uh, You know, what is true wealth? I have all the things. I'm the I'm in the one percent. Why am I still wanting more? Uh, Is it you know? And just asking questions like you know, is it ethical to have billionaires in the in society? you know, how how do you correct for that if it's not? And is, I mean, you know, you you, just all these questions started to, you know, knock on my door. And, um, I was excited to, to, to explore new ways of defining wealth.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that, that there's a way to, to go back and whether, whatever it could be, right. It's just, I've known people are like, they move beyond and they're like, oh, I can't be this playful part of me anymore. Cause that playful guy will get drunk at a party and, you know, offend somebody or whatever it was. And there's just ways mm-hmm. to kind of like, nope, all bad. And it's like, wait a second. That was a, that was a step on the ladder that, that was part of who I am. And if wholeness means accepting all of me, not just, well, if I cut my arm off, then I get to be, then I'm cool with all the mm-hmm. parts of me. Right. Um, and then coming back to money, which has so much juice around it is so much polarity of either all bad, all good, root of all evil, all these things, but coming back to it and saying, okay, what does it mean for me at this stage of the game? What... And so what did you learn for for you? Like, how, what is a healthy version of being an investor for you at this time? Because most people put their investments in a place and it's a weird symbol and they don't even know what the hell it's investing in. And it sounds like for you, especially with Ducontra and the things that you guys are trying to do, that there's a lot more awareness around the money's where the money's going. So walk me through that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I've been working a lot and it's, you know, it's constant challenge because Uh, A lot of the mentalities around money are insidious. They're like sort of baked into our uh, DNA on some level. So I'm always needing to check myself and make sure that I'm not getting lost again uh, in sort of ego identities around money and and accumulation. Um, But Part of my work is to get into right relationship with money and recognizing it, it, that it is a tool, that it is not the goal. And I'm not trying to get more money so that I can have more in my bank account or that I can get more stuff and buy more stuff. I'm using money as a tool to create, um, you know, as Charles Eisenstein says, a, a, a better world that our hearts know is possible. And, and so that's what I have to keep, you know, reminding myself that, and, and, and one, one of our, the quotes we often use is the, um, you know, money's a tool and the spirit of the tool is determined by the hand of the user. So it's an extension of who you are, what your, yeah, it's, it, it can be used for ill or for good, depending on what's in your heart and what you're sort of actually attempting to create. So, placing it in, you know, right relationship to your will and no and then like looking at what what you're doing in the world and why. So, it gets back to now deeper purpose and why and then letting the money you know flow as an energy and a tool to achieve that goal. Uh, versus, I need to just go get more of that in whatever way, and sacrifice my my values. Uh, and and you know, I mean, I've done that. Like I have literally prostituted myself out in Hollywood to get more money and more fame, so that I could get more opportunities to prostitute myself. <laughs> to get more, it's it's like that commercial, you know, to get more drugs so I could work more, and so I can buy more drugs, and so I can. Um, that cycle. Yeah.
0: It's also, there's gotta be, you're back to the community piece too, which is, you know, the money world is largely that mindset of the answer is always more, right? Just, we're just going to go make more. And and again, I I don't have a problem with money. I I love that you're, you're bringing it back to the the level of consciousness that the person is using the tool. So if my community is really rooted in that more thing, I'm going to feel out of alignment or I'm going to feel that, unconscious or maybe conscious pressure to match that. This is the game we play instead of, okay, what's the game I want to play? And now who are my people? Who's going to meet me there? Who's playing at this level? How do we meet up and then do good, use money to do ABC in the world? So how did you find your people in that way that could meet you at that altitude of consciousness, but then also have the resources to, to go and and do the things that you guys are doing?
1: I'm still finding them, you know, and and also some people that are, uh, you know, you know, operating at a high level emotionally or like on an interpersonal um, level as just, you know, they're on their path and they're doing their work and they're showing up and willing to look at themselves and continue to 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 level up. Uh, Yeah, their relationship to money may still be a little bit iffy. Um, as mine is too, so it, I, I'd say it's not so much like finding the people that are perfect, and like now we all live in harmony. You know, but it's more finding people that are willing to look at themselves and continue to challenge their 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 sort of expectations of, of things, because we have to discover new ways. We like in many ways, I feel like we all are laboratories for what's possible, and so we should always be experimenting and trying things. And I don't know what the right relationship what is you know being in right relationship to money I don't know so I'm really interested in challenging those expectations and introducing new tools and new you know new ways of exchanging value that isn't the expected you know dollars and you know monetary system that we currently have Uh, so for me finding new thinkers people who are willing to Try new 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 ways of being. One thing that we're doing here at Kintsugi, at the, at the community that we're building, is exploring how we can use crypto technology or alternate forms of currency to exchange to exchange value within the community. Not to be unrealistic, like we're not going to ultimately have to also. Trade and exchange with our current system, but be a laboratory to try new ideas because we believe that there are better ways to do things. And if we don't create those new models, how do we expect? What are we going to replace the the existing shitty model with?
0: I love that you that you, that it is an experiment and it's not oh we figured it out we figured out the next rigid system right you move from one form of rigidity which is actually pretty fragile it you know it takes a, a conversation with your girlfriend and then everything goes tits up so on mm-hmm. the on the flip side is hey we're willing to go into this place it's an experiment we're figuring it out we know we're not perfect, but we're, we're learning where we want to integrate some of these other things, some of the intangible aspects, some of the interpersonal aspects of life into this, into this. And I just love that. Cause there's an aspect of this, like you can fucking do that, right? Like it, it seems unimaginable, maybe, I don't know, five, 10, 15, 20 years ago that you could start to do investment this way and lean into that place and say, well, what if, what if we could do that? What if we could find a new possibility and I'm trying to imagine how that version of you might have seen it 15 years ago. And then, and now today, it might seem that, that might seem crazy. But nonetheless, this is where you are, and this is where you're, you're moving and growing. And and how sad would it be if you were still stuck in that that old, rigid, fragile system? Which a lot of guys will choose to stay stuck mm-hmm. in. They'll find a way to numb themselves, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of distract themselves as best as they can. And I'm not saying they have to follow your path, but they they won't heed that call. They won't go into that uncertainty, and they sure mm-hmm. as hell won't start to experiment.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and if if you think about um goals, if you have a goal, until you achieve that goal, you're you're continuously in a failed state. You you haven't reached the goal yet, so you're failing in every moment. Um, But you continue to fail until (laughs) you succeed, and now you've reached your goal. Uh, So I've allowed myself to imagine what i want what what i what i believe the world can be and we're not there yet you know we're still stumbling through it um and but to, to be able to you know in in business uh, an entrepreneur um in, in entrepreneurship it's you know fail faster you know make as many mistakes as possible when you're young and you can bounce back from those failures because that is the learning that will get you to achieve your goals. And yeah, I was playing it way too safe before. And it was fucking dull. I was dull. I was just, you know, a caricature of myself, not like rugged in the fucking trenches, doing something new and interesting. And fuck, if I don't, if I, if I don't make it at least, you know, I've learned a lot that I can pass on to my brothers and sisters, and be like, "Now you take it from here," because I gave myself to that yeah. cause.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about DuContra. What is that? Um, I've been reading about. It sounds really interesting. The types of things that you guys have your have an eye on and, and want to want to empower. What is DuContra?
1: So it, we are an impact investment company. And uh, we just have a unique approach to what impact is. We, um, we invest across four verticals that we believe will actually support a, a thriving, better future. So do um, consumer, what we consume, and how. So better for you, consumption, products, and you know, anything that you, I mean, we, we are, consumers, we do need to, to, to eat and to um, do all the things that we do when we um, buy things, but we can do it better, right? So investing in companies that are doing things better. Uh, personal development and the betterment of the human being is also so human flourishing. How do we invest in companies that were, are designed to support the l- up-leveling of the individual, so that you can be better stewards of the planet, you can take better care of yourself, um, make better sense of the world, and then ultimately make better choices. Uh, and so that, you know, a lot of times in philanthropy, it's like you're trying to change the world out there. First, you gotta change the world in here. Again, the spirit of the tool is determined by the hand of the user. So. Make sure that you you got your ship in order before you start applying, you know, putting putting energy out there and building. So the up leveling of the human being, human flourishing, uh, communitas. How do we work together? How do we bring people together, especially in this fragmented society? Uh, it, people feel isolated and disconnected. So businesses are actually helping to bring people together. Uh, in in physical space and retreats and um, new ways of uh, working together, work work share, those kinds of things. And then finally, it's the future of finance. So as we were mentioning, how do we invest in tools and um, new ways of creating value and then also equity and access? How do we get as many people the the tools, money, the tool to actually create. So we believe in with those, within those four verticals, we can actually infuse a lot of energy into, um, you know, the overall betterment of society.
0: Excellent, man. That's exciting. And uh, excited to see with the experiment, uh, how it unfolds yeah. for you. Very cool. Adrian, thank you so much, man. I really enjoy connecting. I appreciate you taking the
1: time, man. Thank you, my man. All right, brother. Take care. Take care. Bye.
0: If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.